0: Have you ever just felt lost in the dating world? If so, you're not alone, and it might be time to try deeper dating.
1: If you lead with your best self, and you look for people that are invested in the same kind of deeper values, you're on the golden path to having a good relationship. And um, that makes all the difference in the world.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. This is Jeff Sanders, and I want to thank you for making us part of your day today. I also want to remind you that if you like what you hear on this show and you want to add more positivity to your day, you can do that anytime by visiting our website, livehappy.com, or picking up the latest issue of Live Happy Magazine at your favorite local newsstand or bookstore. This week we're talking with Ken Page, a psychotherapist who specializes in intimacy and spirituality. If you've ever felt like you just aren't getting the quality of relationships you deserve, or you're just not meeting the right people, you're going to want to stick around, because Ken is going to explain why that might be happening and what you can do about it. Let's listen in as Ken talks about his new book, Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy and learn what you can do to create lasting, more fulfilling relationships.
2: Very excited that we've got you here. Uh, can you tell us, uh, what, what, is, what is your background, and, and how did you get uh, sort of hooked on this idea of mindful dating? Oh,
1: well, you know, uh, my background is, is that I was what I call chronically single. <laughs> I mean, decades and decades and decades of single. I, I just got married at 60. Oh, wow. Um, Yes, 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 after being with my um, now husband for seven years before that, but uh, but for decades before that, I really was like just about the worst dater that I knew. Um, and I, it is not that I didn't want a relationship. I tried so hard, I worked so hard, I went out, I did all these different things. I, I really, really wanted a relationship and I really tried. And. Nothing seemed to work. It was obstacle after obstacle. It was disappointment after disappointment. It was that endless thing of the people you're really crazy about aren't that interested in you. Mm -hmm. And the people who are interested in you, you're not that interested in. And, um, It felt like bad luck. It felt like bad luck, but I knew that it was more than bad luck. I knew that I was doing things wrong. I just didn't know what they were. And I kind of went on a journey to find out what was not working right. And I even actually um, started a support group for chronically single psychotherapists like me. (laughs) What I came to discover that it was, which... You know, at the same time, like I said, I was a psychotherapist and a teacher, someone who did workshops and lectures on intimacy and relationships, because that's always been really important to me. And um, so I was teaching as I was learning, and I had a lot to learn, but I learned certain things and then got to practice and see how they worked with my clients as well and with my workshop participants. And I feel like I discovered some keys that I kind of think of as the deeper physics of dating, formulas that work in very profound ways and I think offer – a. deep sense of hope and direction to people. And um, so, so I kind of tried to understand those and crystallize them and capture them, in, in my which I feel like I did in my book, Deeper Dating, how to drop the games of seduction and discover the power of intimacy, which was exactly what I had to learn to do. Mm-hmm. And as I did, my dating life changed and I felt myself moving closer and closer to a wonderful relationship and then finding a wonderful relationship. Uh, and that's the journey that I teach, and it's a, it's a deeper journey. You know, the stuff that we learn is about dating from the outside in. Fix this part of yourself. Change this part of yourself. Improve this part of yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and what that leads to is insecurity.
2: Not yeah. intimacy. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea that that you here's finally someone you who has gone through this journey. You know, I'm 30 years old, and I remember being in college and kind of having this existential. Well, I've never really had a real girlfriend. I've never, you know, I've had a series of girls that I've dated, but nothing's ever been serious. And so, you try to figure out how to how to find people and 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 meet uh, meet people. And then you get into these ideas of, well, this is how the pickup artists do it. And it's just this terrible, superficial stuff. And I'm very interested to see the deeper uh, things that that you've found uh, that, that help you create these relationships that actually do have meaning. Yes,
1: yes, I, I, you know, and, and you know, don't get me started here because I think that we are the victims of the worst advice, and you know, before I talk about what I discovered, let me just say a few things about the, the horrible myths that we get taught that just drag us in exactly the wrong direction, mm-hmm. even though they, that we think that they're going to lead us to love, and let me just say what some of them are, and I've got research to back this stuff up, really powerful research. So here's one thing. One thing is play hard to get. Yeah, it turns out that if you're too good at playing hard to get, you've got a problem with intimacy and that in fact, playing hard to get doesn't work. It might make people who are frightened of intimacy temporarily want you more, but it will make them like you less. And there's great studies of that done actually in speed dating environments. And they show that the real aphrodisiac isn't playing hard to get. It's letting somebody know that you're interested in them for who they are. That's the turn on. Not just because you're kind of desperate or longing or interested in anybody, but because the qualities they have are qualities that you think are great. That's the turn on there. And then, you know, we get taught you should be fine on your own. You should be confident and happy and fine on your own. And then you'll find love. Hmm. But it's just not true because we are built to be connected. And a lot of us are not fine on our own. And we don't have to be so fine on our own. It can really be an important goal to look for love. That's not a sign of insecurity and desperation. In fact, not only is that not necessarily weakness, I think it's wisdom. Because we're built to be connected and we're so much happier when we are.
2: I like that point. and but before we go on, it's because I've, I guess I've always kind of had that dichotomy of belief. I've always kind of—maybe that's just my nature is that I'm I'm a little bit more independent and, and sort of always liked doing my own thing, and now that I've got uh, a wife, uh, uh, I enjoy being part of that. But I've also always believed— in being a part of a team, being a part of a community. So looking yeah. for those social connections have always, that's always been important to me and research shows that that impacts your happiness in a tremendous way. So I really absolutely. like the idea that, that love and, and partnership, romantic partnership is another way to build that social uh, connectivity that you need uh, as a human being.
1: Absolutely, so absolutely true. And here's the deal, here's the amazing thing. A bad relationship hurts your health. A Mm. good relationship dramatically improves your health. And if you use game techniques to find love, you're more likely to end up in a relationship that's about games, and that's going to hurt your happiness, it's going to hurt your health. If you lead with your best self, and you look for people that are invested in the same kind of deeper values, you're on the golden path to having a good relationship. And um, that makes all the difference in the world. And before I say more about that, though, I just want to say, I don't know who has it worse in terms of dating advice. Is it men or is it women? Because, you know, women are told this kind of stuff about, well, you've got to be independent, you've got to be confident, you can't be too needy, but while you're at it, don't be too strong. Don't be too confident. Don't be too excited by your work because then if you want to find – Your dream alpha man, you're going to turn him off because he'll feel you don't value his masculinity. And so basically women have to twist themselves into some kind of insane pretzel. Yeah. Um, And it's just it's, it's just it's not good because here's the bottom line. Whatever you're like, like if you're strong, really strong personality woman, you'll find a guy who appreciates that or you won't be happy. You don't have to tone that down because, you know, how long can you tone down the essence of who you really are? It's not a good thing. And then guys are taught all this pickup stuff, which is just so kind of ultimately toxic. No, it's good if you want to pick people up. If all you want to do is pick up a woman, It's fine. If you want love, stay away from those ideas and those messages because they are just going to turn you into not the kind of guy who can find love and keep it.
0: Foundations of Positive Psychology is a five-course online specialization developed by the father of positive psychology, Dr. Martin E.P. Seligman and his colleagues at the University of Pennsylvania. Available on Coursera.org. This program helps you master the strategies that enable individuals and organizations to thrive. No matter where you are in your personal and professional journey, you can find greater meaning in all that you do. The applied nature of the specialization allows you to enhance aspects of your well-being based on the skills acquired in each course, including grit, resilience, and human flourishing. When completed, you earn an official certificate that demonstrates your achievement. Foundations of Positive Psychology is taught by Dr. Martin E. P. Seligman, Dr. James O. Pawelski, Dr. Angela Duckworth, Dr. Claire Robertson-Kraft, and Dr. Karen Ryvich, who are pioneering researchers at the Penn Positive Psychology Center. Enroll at Coursera.org specializations positive psychology or search Foundations of Positive Psychology on Coursera.org.
2: I don't know if I subscribe necessarily to the idea that there's someone for everyone, but in general, your person, there's not some personality that's so, uh, unless you've got really severe issues, that's so out of the normal that there's not someone who will mesh with you. You just got to find that person and go about it the right way. Is that, does that make any sense?
1: It's absolutely true, and the bottom line is that if we don't lead with who we really are, like the kind of parts of ourselves that we know are really us, but we're shy or timid to reveal, if we don't reveal those parts, we're going to end up finding someone who doesn't appreciate those parts. It's a, that, and that's, like one of the, that's one of the aspects that, that I call the deeper physics of dating. This is an amazing thing, and I've seen it. This is something I've seen in decades as a psychotherapist and, and coach and in my own life. The degree to which you have parts of yourself that are really unique to you, that are what I call core gifts, they're like the essence of who you are. They're the places where you can be hurt the most and also where you can experience the most joy and aliveness. Mm-hmm. Those parts of us I call our core gifts and they're the big influencer here. And what I've discovered is that when we repress those parts of ourselves because we think they're too different, they're too unique, they're too powerful, they're too sensitive, the degree to which we don't honor those parts is the degree to which we're going to be sexually and romantically attracted to people who also dishonor those parts. Hmm. And this is something I've seen happen again and again. When people start owning those parts of themselves that really make them who they are, the places that really make their hearts light up and acknowledging the things that really bother them, too, these places of deepest sensitivity, I've seen this again and again and again in my work. When we do that, our attractions change. And little by little, we start becoming more attracted to people who love us for who we are. And um, and we find ourselves meeting them more. And there's actually fascinating research that also proves that to be so. Hmm.
2: Maybe because you're actually honed in on those ideas. While while you're talking there, I guess the thing that kept coming into my mind is is uh, the times that I've gone to um, our local uh, Comic-Con. And there's all kinds of love stories out there of these, all these beautiful people, and they got together, and oh, what a wonderful story it is but there have been very few relationships that have warmed my heart as much as going to Comic-Con and seeing people who are traditionally sort of made fun of. But there they are dressed as uh, Harley Quinn and Captain Kirk, and they are having so much fun with each other, and they are just enjoying each other and the things they enjoy together. Those relationships, to me, are the most fun to watch because it's two people who have actually connected with each other and the things that they like and who they are.
1: That's great. That is really great. Yes, it's so true. And you know, everyone who's listening now, just take a minute and think about what are the qualities that maybe you feel most timid about revealing, or you feel kind of awkward or vulnerable. You think, I'll share those parts of me like after I, you know, I'm with someone who really likes me. Mm -hmm. Well, those parts of you are your greatest gifts. No kidding. And the degree to which you say, I'm going to lead with them and I'm going to look for people that appreciate them, is the degree to which your dating life is going to turn into really a journey of adventure, a positive journey of adventure, because those qualities are your greatness. Those qualities are where you really shine the most. And nobody teaches us that. They yeah. teach us we have to act like this particular type to find love, but you know what? Acting like a particular type Keeps you from finding love you know um, one thing that I teach and I think that this is something that is hugely important is that this is very it's really breaking it down in an intense way but a way that I think is really helpful you could kind of break your romantic and sexual attractions down into two categories Mm -hmm. like when you're dating someone you could think is this this category a or category B and Category A is what I call Attractions of Deprivation, and mm-hmm. all of us have that circuitry where we can be turned on by someone who doesn't really love us, uh, by someone who doesn't really treat us right, where we kind of like get teased by like nice things and then all of a sudden the nice things get pulled away, mm-hmm. and, um, or someone treats us well and then kind of treats us really badly. And all of us can get sucked into those kind of relationships because we think, if I was just a little sexier, if I was just a little more confident, if I just lost those 20 pounds, then I'd get this person to love me. And those are what I call attractions of deprivation. Mm. And a lot of us have spent a lot of years getting lost in that search. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and it's easy. It's very, very human. But the amazing thing is, that we actually have a different circuitry of attraction in us. Every one of us, and if we can uncover it, our search for love is going to really change. And it's what I call attractions of inspiration. Every one of us can be attracted to somebody by their goodness, by their adventurousness, by their decency, by their availability. And when you meet someone who, there's got to be a a kind of sexual spark, of course, but when you meet someone and you start finding that you're falling for them because of their goodness or because of how they treat you or because of how they treat other people in the world, then you know you are on the path to long-lasting happiness. And when people make a decision, like if you just make a decision, yeah, I know what my attractions of deprivation are like and I have been there and i'm only going to look for attractions of inspiration now the minute you make that decision your search for love completely begins to transform and that's what's changed my life and the lives of just really more people than i can imagine who've who've kind of taken on these practices
2: i i really like that idea here this this phrase just popped into my head and it's something that I've heard people say for years, and it's in movies, and it's everywhere, and I I want to get your thoughts on this phrase. You can't have someone else love you if you don't first love yourself. What do you think of that idea?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, It's a funny thing. It's half the truth, but it's only half the truth. And uh, people get lost in that concept. And the bottom line is that it is true. And like one way it's true is, for example, when you start making a decision that you're going to love and value the real person you are, that's when you are on the path to finding the kind of love you're dreaming of. Mm -hmm. So that's one example of how it's really true. But in other ways, it's not true. And I'll say what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. We, you know what it's like? Have you heard that story about like, kind of like the, the, uh, the image, the story of the person who wanted to see a picture of heaven and a picture of hell? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a great story. Yeah, it's that, it's that somebody asked to get a vision of heaven and a vision of hell. And first they got a vision of hell. And here's what it was. So it was all these people at a banquet with this amazing, amazing food. And they all had utensils that were like two feet long strapped to their hands so that they couldn't use their hands. They had to use these utensils, but they couldn't get the fork to their mouth. So they were literally starving to death at this banquet. And that was the vision of hell. Hmm. And then the person asked for the vision of heaven. It was the same exact picture, but people were feeding each other with their utensils and everybody was getting to eat and that's how it is with self-love we need a lot of times we don't just learn to love ourselves we have to be instructed in how to love ourselves by the people who love us we see the love in their eyes and we think maybe I really am lovable for who I am and we need to get taught that through wonderful relationships that's also how we learn to love. So that quote is half true, but we need each other. We need each other to ever really learn to love ourselves.
2: I agree with that. And I like the idea, this, this is a visual that another guest had brought to us, the idea of, the, of someone that holds up a mirror and shows you who you really are in the sense that, yeah, you are this, this lovable person, this, this person who's deserving of love. Uh, is that that's a tremendous thought before we run out of time you brought up the idea of core gifts and one thing that we found for people whether it's talking about their strengths or or what have you is that people often have a hard time recognizing what their core gifts are do you have any tips for people to sort of discover this or or get on the right path to figuring out what these things are
1: absolutely absolutely well you know in my book deeper dating which is kind of like a course in a book. There's a step-by-step process that I take people through to discover their core gifts, but to just kind of encapsulate this in a very simple, um, form. Here's a way you could discover what your core gifts are. Here are two ways you can. One way is just take a couple of days and use a journal and note the things that make you feel really good inside that really fill your heart. Whatever they are, just note them down. Note down that moment. Note down what the experience was. And at the end of those two days, look for common themes. Those common themes are going to indicate your core gifts because the places where your heart lights up are your, if you will, your soul gifts, your core gifts. And they're really important. But in those two days, I'd like you to do something else as well. What I'd like you to do is note the things that hurt you, the things that hurt your heart, that bother you, and note them down. Don't just say, I'm being too sensitive. Note them down and think about what it is that bothers you. And when you do that, with both your joys and your hurts, you're going to start to see common themes because we get hurt around our core gift most deeply and we feel joy around our core gifts most deeply. So if you've got a quality where let's say for example honesty is really important to you Mm -hmm. and when people are dishonest to you it devastates you and when people are really honest even when it's hard you just love it. You love it. It really makes you feel good and safe and happy. That means that honesty is a core gift. It's a place that really matters to you. So you do this exercise for two days you look at the themes, and it's like a connect-the-dots picture, where when you connect the dots, you end up with a, a picture, a new picture, and that's the picture of your core gift. So try that exercise and see what you learn about yourself.
2: Very interesting. Very interesting. If folks uh, really want to dive into this, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who do who, who haven't been as lucky as I am with my wife or you are with your husband, uh, you are going to be offering a course uh, very soon. What What... Where can folks go to find out more about that?
1: Well, they can go to my website at deeperdating.com and they'll okay. be able to find more about this. This is going to be this is going to be a very special course. It's going to be for a very small group of people who want to work intensively for half a year to profoundly change the way that they search for love in all the ways that I talked about and then have the experience of truly creating change and truly moving toward finding real love because this is the way to do it. This is the way to find love that lasts. It's leading with your heart, your soul and your authenticity and knowing how to do that. So it's going to be an intensive course where I'm going to work really closely with every single person in this small group of people. It's only going to be 10 people. Hmm. Very good. And so that's, that's one thing. And then, of course, everyone can get my book, and the book is a course in a book, and many people read the book with a friend. And at the end of every chapter are exercises that you can do, so you can kind of go through the journey yourself as well. And of course, I would say to everybody, if you want to sign up for my mailing list, I have tons of free information and resources that I send out all the time, and that's at
2: deeperdating.com. Excellent. We will uh, we will link to that on our page as well, livehappynow.com, and... Uh... Uh, I obviously encourage everyone to uh, pick up a copy of that book, Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy. In fact, that book is helpful. The title is helpful. Uh, Drop the Games. Hmm, Thank you. Drop the Games. That's uh, that's a key message there. Uh, Ken, thank you again so much for joining us. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. So again, check out that website, uh, DeeperDating.com. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more questions for you. So hopefully we can uh, connect again down the road.
1: I'd love that. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Ken's book, Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy, you can visit us at livehappynow.com. And remember, you can always find us on Facebook or Twitter to keep the conversation going. That's all the time we have for you today. So until next time, this is Jeff Sanders wishing you a great day and hoping that every day you live happy.